Hi, I'm Andy Moore, your Friday host of the 8 O'Clock Buzz. Thanks for spending your mornings with us. We love bringing you this blend of art and music and news and politics and, and more. In return, we ask that you spend a little to support this show. And it's easy. Go to wortfm.org slash donate. And now we're shifting, I guess, from the Arab blues to the birthday blues, as well as some traffic headaches, maybe, or solutions. Um, we've got guests joining us from Nerd Night Madison. Um, nerd Night Madison is a monthly gathering of nerds and people who love nerds. Folks meet up to drink and learn something new through pub talks, sort of fun, informal presentations on really quite a wide range of topics. The free monthly event takes place at the High Noon Saloon with the next edition coming up this coming Wednesday, February 7th at 8 p.m. Joining me this morning are two of the featured presenters for next week's event, uh, Mackenzie Beyer and Dan Gantman. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about both of your topics sort of in a nutshell. We don't want to give away too much. We want folks to come uh, to Nerd Night on Wednesday. But either one of you, can you tell me about um, a little bit about like the Nerd Night community and culture? It seems like perhaps you've attended for a bit. Yeah, I've seen it quite a few times and it's always been fun. Um, actually, a coworker got me into it. So I've been going pretty much every Wednesday since and it's been super fun. <laughs> and Dan, did you? Yeah, it's just a fantastic community and you'll come away with something that's um, interesting that in very in-depth. <laughs> so you've both been participating as uh, audience members and and this week you're going to each present. Um, does does the Nerd Night family help you um, craft your your presentations or do you just absorb a lot of what works the best and what works less well by attending? I actually just went up to the people who run it and just found them and was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. What do you think? And oh, they're like, yeah, <laughs> nope, sounds good. <laughs> Dan? Yeah, I, I think the, um, there's like nerd nights all across the, the country and I think across the world. And, um, uh, you know, you, you come up with your topic and they're very supportive. So we'll hear a little bit about each of your topics and encourage folks to uh, check out the full talks um, at the High Noon Saloon next Wednesday. Um, Mackenzie, your talk is called Surviving Your Birthday, A Guide to Overcoming Disappointment. <laughs> um, how... How did you develop your nerddom over this topic? (laughs) So a lot of different things, right? So um, I'm a mental health therapist. Mm -hmm. So um, I hear a lot of different things about people's birthdays. Um, A lot of times, you know, the people are like, oh, it was fine. Or, oh, it was um, just another day is another thing I hear quite often. And so it got me thinking as my own birthday is coming up. So my birthday is actually February 7th. Oh, you get to celebrate (laughs) your birthday in a disappointing, hopefully not terribly disappointing fashion. Right, exactly. (laughs) So I thought I just had this idea of like, what if I researched into this and uh, as topic close to home. <laughs> Some of the research papers you cite um, are are from the Netherlands, are from the UK. So clearly this must be a topic that's not limited to American culture. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what, what do birthdays mean to people? Why do we put so much stake in having them be celebratory? Yeah, so a lot of different things. It gets people together, right? So it's like a, um, you start, like, it solidifies new relationships, and it also uh, 
keeps the old ones going mm-hmm. as well. So it's kind of a mixed bag of a bunch of different things. And it's like a celebration of you every year. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the custom of gift giving around birthdays seems like that should just always be a win-win. Like, it's a gift. You don't, you know, it's nothing that the universe owes you. But, but gift giving can lead to some disappointments, too. Why is that? Yeah. So people have a lot of different views on gifts and a lot of different. And so one of the papers that I read had a very different, um, the gift receiver and the gift giver have two different, very different views kind of on the gift itself. (laughs) For example, just one of the things I came across was the gift giver um, very much is thinking about the person's reaction to the gift in the moment, whereas the gift receiver might think more about the um, like ongoing use of the gift, like Mm -hmm. how it's going to serve them in the future. Is there an element, too, about there's the utility of the gift and, like, this is something I need and use. What about the some people are very focused on the personal connection or personal touch of a gift? Does that come into play versus the Amazon gift card, which has utility, but maybe would leave people feeling let down? Yeah. And that's kind of a like um, the gift receiver really, like, really wants what, you know, what they want, mm-hmm. which it was where the Amazon gift card might come in handy. But um that personal note does play a factor as well into it. <laughs> um, and you don't have to give away all of the uh, the hot tips today because, of course, we want uh, we want we want folks to come um, and hear the full program next week. But um, are there some simple strategies that people can adapt around their birthdays and maybe to set yourself up to not be so easily disappointed? Yeah. So one of the things is to plan your birthday well. Um, really just like making like if you want people at your birthday invite those people Um, if you like and the other thing is not blowing it out of proportion not making it this big thing but maybe just really trying to enjoy the time you have with the people you care about so maybe thinking of it as a one of many opportunities to socialize and celebrate during the year and less about me mine it's mine it's yeah yes yes (laughs) less fraught making your birthday less fraught that's a good goal for um for everybody out there listening um there are additional of course um some resources from our first guest uh, at the center for healthy minds as well that can help with this yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes well um as i said nerd night always features a wide range of topics and different presenters every month um dan you are also a first-time presenter yes yes month all right um Dan Gantman, you have a very focused uh, topic, and it's based on an actual, if I understand correctly, um, one particular very local troubled intersection here in Madison, Wisconsin, that led you down a journey to research the zipper merge. Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah, I um, live on the east side, and I've been, I don't know, I guess an eight-year professional commuter. (laughs) We'll run into traffic. Congratulations on getting past your amateur commuter status. (laughs) (laughs) So was there a a particular moment when you were stuck at, what is the intersection and what was the moment that that set you on this path? (laughs) Yeah, so it was uh, John Nolan and Blair, and I think they were shifting um, to... For safety reasons, and you know, thank you (laughs) for doing that. Uh, I also walk. Um. (laughs) That's the the uh, intersection that was... uh, colloquially known as the hairball, I believe, in Madison uh, <laughs> City reporting, the hairball intersection. Um, and did you get stuck in it? Did oh, you? <laughs> so, so often. And, um, you know, the, the cause of it was uh, condensing from about two lanes into one. Yeah. 
and cause extreme backup. And uh, it seems that there's really polarizing between people who are okay with merging and people who are not. <laughs> and prior to, to working on this presentation did you do you have a background in any anything related to city planning or traffic engineering uh don't have any uh background in city planning <laughs> uh, do have background in math so all right uh, yeah uh, wanted to, to simulate it. <laughs> and tell us yeah how you how you went about sort of modeling some of the uh the demonstrations <laughs> yeah so um i i think this is really applicable to anyone who's an amateur uh you know mathematician or just curious about modeling because i didn't know much and uh you know found the tools to do it and uh <laughs> used uh visual python and um got some results <laughs> <laughs> um this is a, a a video animation um a traffic simulation i i'm guessing it'll be shown at your talk is yes. that true yes yeah. um i watched it i have to say it was actually very zen and calming for me your animation it's you know a series of marbles on different paths that are that are very politely it seems and gradually merging or not merging into traffic um even though it has a like high, sort of a high octane uh musical background it i i find i found the visuals to be something i could try to visualize when i am stuck in traffic so <laughs> i'm not sure if that was your intention but it reminded me a tiny bit of when we all first started staying home at the start of COVID and the 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 ball run competitions, the marble run competitions <laughs> became popular. But this is a very smooth version of it. So um uh what how do you um how do you find the controversy around zipper merging uh, presents itself um online or in actual traffic? Yeah, I, I think it's very emotional. I think people, <laughs> uh, it, they don't really think in efficiency. And so, you know, through the simulations, I hope to like kind of settle the debate, you know, what's right? Is it anti-merge? Is it pro-merge? Um, I know that I'm a, as a pro-zipper merge person, my feeling mostly is like when I'm doing it that I'm like that all the cars I'm passing are like shaking their fists at me and cursing me out and if anything that is what gets in my way rather than any um scientific you know understanding of why it's the best way to go <laughs> yeah it's I, I've seen people who are so anti-merge they'll actually go into the other lane <laughs> and slow everyone down I've seen uh people get out of their cars <laughs> it's uh yeah um how did how did you two first get connected with nerd night did you find out about it from a friend did you know someone presenting anything it was from a friend yes uh, social media social media all right and what are some of your favorite things about um about the event is it what you get to learn is it about the kind of community and the the scene of people who love science um for me, it's definitely the community and the scene. Um, it just, it's really fun. Like, maybe you're not so interested in the topic, but it's really fun seeing somebody get excited about it and share something that is exciting to them. And mm -hmm. I think that's what makes it fun for me. Yeah. I, I'd say the same. I mean, the opportunity to learn something, you know, in a fun setting. Um, if any listeners out there have a, a passion or a, 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 a nerd uh, affiliation and are interested, um, do you recommend? They come and attend a few events before putting together a presentation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it could be helpful for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is um? What's one of the most surprising or interesting topics you've learned about by attending Nerd Nights? Anything that stuck with you? The cost analysis of the Taco Bell menu stuck with me for sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
just recently someone presented on soil and every time I walk around I'm like oh that's why the soil is like this oh good <laughs> so you both have a nice a, a very <laughs> divergent but uh, <laughs> topics to foc- focus on and, and uh, consider uh, through your day to day life walking on the soil I don't know if you uh, have many um, uh, times when you choose to ponder the Taco Bell meal but I, what is the what's the best what's our best bet there at Taco Bell um sign from the data oh gosh uh i'm trying to remember which one it was i think it was the state case rito but now it's not there anymore oh no so <laughs> we might need another nerd out there to <laughs> or the original presenter to <laughs> annotate and update their their study um dan do you have any uh any favorites uh favorite soil tips that you learned from your uh look at the water table or uh, I don't know if that was the correct term but water moves and then it compresses the soil or maybe the reverse around it but um, there's soil's good excellent well I think one great thing about nerd night is it points to the fact that we as adults we are still uh, our brains are plastic we're still hungry for new information Um, science doesn't have to remain in one 50 minute period in your school day as you're growing up Um, it's there everywhere so we hope folks will check out nerd night it happens every month uh the next edition is coming up this wednesday february 7th and i believe it's a free event um starting at 8 p.m so check it out check out nerd night madison um online and on facebook thank you so much dan and mackenzie uh for joining us today i hope you have a great time sharing uh sharing your knowledge and your research with folks on wednesday